everyone. Welcome to another episode of Late Night Rentals. I'm your host, Brandon. Join with me is my co-host, uh, Shreya. And uh, this week, we watch uh, Bigfoot? No. Uh, Sasquatch? Um, no. Yeti? Mm-mm, getting closer. I think it's just Abominable, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Abominable. Yeah. It is. It, uh, we were talking about this yesterday about the word itself. Yeah, I have to admit, if if you try to ramble off the word quickly, mm-hmm. it's a little rough, uh, even for me. Like you know, just even just saying it, uh, abominable. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Right. I always say it wrong. I'm just like abominable. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is 2006, which, man, it's one of those movies. I kick myself in the ass for not knowing it, its existence until way later, mm-hmm. because 2006 we were sophomores in high school. Yeah, man, this movie's so awesome! Like, why why didn't I not? I'm sure it it floated around the video stores that were still existent. Yeah, I, I'm assuming, and I just it just shoo, right over my head. I just didn't even notice it until we met up with Dustin. Yeah. Because uh, I went over and hung out with him one day, and he had it on DVD, which is how I have it now. And he was like, have you seen this movie? I was like, no, man. I don't know of many really decent Bigfoot movies. He was like, we're going to watch it. You're going to love it. Sure enough, it was one of those things that the moment the movie ended, Mm -hmm. I went to Amazon and bought a copy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, there's just, there's such a uniqueness to it that's, but at the same time, it's such a simple premise. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, I didn't, I knew there's quite a bit of, uh, a, a lot of Bigfoot movies, but until I researched a little bit, I was like, whoa, there's a shit ton. Yeah. I'd say it's, I don't know if maybe quite as much as shark movies, but I'd say it's getting up there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, other than like Harry and the Hendersons, in terms of like a decent suit uh, being an okay movie. I can't think of many other ones. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, I watched one one time on, like, sci-fi, and it was terrible. It It's all CG, but for the most part, I don't. I have not seen a lot of Bigfoot or Yeti movies. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same. I, I can count uh, a handful of them, like Legend of Boggy Creek, which is okay, but it, uh, it's hard to watch for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one called Exists. Uh, I forgot, either Dustin or Dave put it up on our voodoo. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's almost like a found footage oh, type thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, the mo- the actual Bigfoot in the movie is actually pretty cool. Is and it I, a suit? I think so. If I'm remembering right, there's maybe it's digital in some parts oh. to help like progress the story better. Maybe. Yeah. Things that you know, obviously, a person in the suit can't do. But I think for the most part, yeah, it is a suit. So that that aspect is cool. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool things about it, but overall, it's shitty characters, shitty premise. Mm-hmm. Whereas here. I don't know. It's everybody, other than maybe for a couple of characters in Abominable, most everybody is likable to a degree. <laughs> yeah. 
for me. I think it's just an okay movie. Like, yeah. I would definitely just put it in the background and just watch it. But Oh, it's definitely that. Yeah. But overall, I think what, what gives this movie, for me especially, what gives this movie a, a one-up is the cast. I mean, holy shit. You've got, right away, you've got the main character, Matt McCoy, who's a pretty big TV star. You've got Jeffrey Combs. You've got Lance Henriksen. You've got Paul Gleason. You've got D. Wallace Stone in the beginning. It's like, my word, that's a lot of people. Yeah. It's just, it's the cast alone, especially since they're dynamics. They they have so many great, some characters, certain characters have great scenes together. Yes, like Jeffrey Combs and Lance Henriksen. Henriksen, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, oh my gosh, I wish they would be in a movie together. They Hell were yeah. fantastic in this. They're all sitting around the campfire. Yes, and he telling, he's telling Jeffrey Combs about the story about the rhinoceros. Uh, yeah, the, the Darwin Awards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you could just tell the, the chemistry between both Jeffrey Combs and Lance Henriksen. <laughs> I guess you never heard of the Darwin Awards. Ooh. The what? The Darwin Awards, they give them out to people who died doing the stupidest shit. Like what? One of my favorites is this guy. This guy goes to a petting zoo with some of his friends and he decides to demonstrate the effectiveness of crazy glue. Crazy glue? Yeah, you know that shit. He squirts it in both his hands and he leans over this fence and he slaps both hands onto the rear end of a rhinoceros. <laughs> you are I, no, no, I'm not up. kidding you. No. no shit, this thing takes off. Yanking this guy right off his feet, and all he can smell is ass. <laughs> and unbeknownst to him, this rhinoceros has been constipated for a couple of weeks, right? So they give him a massive dose of this laxative. A zookeeper. Yeah. <laughs> so this thing is charging around trying to free himself of this guy. And he's stomping, he's stomping on pygmy goats and ducks and all this stuff, and he starts shitting uncontrollably right in this guy's face. <laughs> Paramedics come to try to clear an air passage, and this guy's buried under 30 gallons of diarrhea, man. What a dumbass. <laughs> come on. May God strike him dead if I'm lying. You don't believe me, Mr. Skeptic? Take a good look in the mirror. You're sitting out here roasting marshmallows looking for Sasquatch. If they're not real, if they're not actual friends in real life, it almost makes you wonder if they are. Yeah. Or if that's just the power of acting. Mm -hmm. But, oh my God, you, like the way the way Lance tells the story of the guy like putting crazy glue on his hands and then slapping both hands on the rhinoceros' yeah. ass. Jeffrey Combs, the way he just cracks up and giggles. He's like a little kid listening to Lance yeah. Hendrickson. It's great. <laughs> you got, like, Paul Gleason is not in it much, but the, the, the couple of times that he's in it, he's great. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, right off the bat, there's a close-up on his coffee mug that says, uh, if you mess with the bull. You'll get the horns. Or, I don't, I can't, I don't know if it has, I don't know if it's the complete quote, but I do, I do know that it's if you mess with the bull or something like that, or mess with the bull, get the horn. I, it's not the complete quote. Right, right. But you get the, you get the reference. Yeah, which is pretty neat. But I love how, like, uh, his deputy's talking about the, uh, the Flatwoods monster, and he's like, oh, please, don't give me any of that nonsense. And then he has one of the greatest lines ever. He's always like, I'm about to go give birth to a monster. <laughs> Talking about go taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with his name, um, but he is the creature designer in uh, Abominable. He yeah. helped design the creature uh, of Bigfoot himself, but he's also Matt McCoy's like nurse assistant for the weekend. Yeah. 
because uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Matt McCoy, is, his character is uh, he's going back to a cabin in the woods that he owns. And the reason why is because he is now paralyzed from the waist down. And the reason why it happened is him and his wife, they're rock climbers, mm-hmm. uh, professional rock climbers. And there is a pretty tall rock mountain in the town that he's li- that he lives in. And it's uh, he's, he explains before it was routine. Yeah. Him and his wife used to do it all the time. It was just one of those fluke accidents. It was just something just didn't happen, didn't go right, and his wife fell to her death, mm-hmm. or as Jeffrey Combs says it, had a heart attack midair. Yeah, <laughs> died like, before she even hit the ground. Right, and you're just like Jesus. So, so Matt McCoy is this. He's this broken man, and he's he's a broken spirit. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell he is. He feels not only guilty that his wife died, but he feels even worse that she's no longer with him. Right, and then why not me? Exactly, yeah. like that survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. He gets, he's with his um, a nurse assistant. He's being taken back to his cabin to try, because his doctor thinks that maybe a weekend at that cabin will help air out some of the grievances that he's right. feeling. Oh, and his nurse is played by, also did the special effects as Christian Tinsley? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, who, I mean, I guess, because we wa- also watched the special features after the movie, Yeah. the making of. And uh, Christian Tinsley, he mm-hmm. said, not only is he the creature designer, but this was his first attempt at acting, too, yeah. he said. Which I think he's one of the best parts he, of the movie. He did great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the dynamic him and Matt McCoy have. Yeah. Just that, that shit-eating grin, always, you know, just the, I don't believe a, a, a word that's coming out of your mouth. But then, you know, he has a, a brief moment of redemption. You know, he like, as uh, the whole ending battle with, uh, with Squatch, and he... Wow! Checks the uh, axe right in his back. Yeah. But his death. Oh, oh it's God. the best death in this movie. <laughs> it's like you, you, the director is Ryan Schifrin. Uh I believe that's how you say his last name. And this is this is his first directing movie, and it's his only directorial. I'm surprised. Like I think, especially now, I think where horror movies, you know, are starting to find an up again, uh-huh. and people really, you know, still gravitating towards practicality. Mm-hmm. Man, I this this guy needs more work. I know. Like it, it, it this movie's awesome, and um, I don't know. I, I like his explanation of you know we we give you some of Bigfoot's abilities throughout the movie, but we wanted to save what his his almost like his power move, like in video games, mm-hmm. his special move. We wanted to save it until the end, and that was when he like bit down on Christian Tinsley's head. Yeah. Oh, which the effects. Oh my gosh. And he did his own effects. So yeah, he, yeah. He, I'm sure it would be weird to see your face getting ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which let's, uh, let's guess. Let's get right into it. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Squatch himself. Oh my gosh. Shit, man. This is the best Bigfoot I have ever yeah. seen. People who end up seeing this movie will, their, their analysis at the end is like, I think this is the best Bigfoot movie made to date. I could see that. Which, again, like I, I stated earlier, there is a shit ton of Bigfoot movies. So yeah. I, I can't be honest on all of them. The ones I have seen do not compare to this one. Yeah. And it's just because I think it's just that, again, it's the simplicity of it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, one location. It's, you know, man against beast. It's so much fun. Yeah. Probably, and I, I keep saying this statement to you while we're watching it. And uh, I still hold true to it. I think it's the best remake of Rear Window we're ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's Rear yeah, Window. Yeah. But yeah, well, are, are there any like are there any special things about the movie that you enjoyed? 
pretty uh, much what we talked about. Yeah, or? pretty much what we <laughs> talked about. The squash. Okay. There's so much into mm-hmm. this suit that I just love it so much. The extending of the jaw yeah. and like how it dislocates and the piercing eyes through the, the trees. Yeah. Oh, I, I love the atmosphere when the squash is on. And even when he's not there, you could still feel him there. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's the movie. Well, I they do something really clever. And I love how they mask it with, uh, okay, so let me back up a little bit. Okay. I like one of the, the moments that you're talking about, it's presence. And how, you know, it's, you always feel like it's there, even though it's not. Mm-hmm. I like one of the first instances of that. And it's when you, when Matt McCoy's in his cabin by himself and you hear thum, thum. You hear, you feel it, and then the, the pictures on the on the shelf are like rattling. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, that squatch, <laughs> he's rumbling around out there. But then, as as McCoy goes to check up on it, it's just the girls coming up in their jeep, yeah, and thinking that it was just the the rap music playing too loud. But at the same time, would music rattle everything in his house still? Right. You know what I mean? Like I I love the play of that. I love the nature of well. Is he around or isn't he? Is or is he always watching? Uh-huh. Uh, one of my favorite parts. But yeah, I think. Uh, oh shit! I think hands down, this movie has one of the most effective jump scares. <gasps> yes. Holy shit! <laughs> I can remember uh, watching it for the first time with Dustin. Actually, it got me. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> when it happens, because there's a moment where uh, it's just the scene plays out so. Not like I don't want to say long as a as a negativism, but like it plays out so long to where the tension builds, mm-hmm. and then the moment he backs up to the window and you see Squatch's face in the window, yeah, yelling like sh- like scrowling at him. Oh, the with his face, the those that big ass mouth, the eyes, and then the music like heightening. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the best moments ever. But yeah, I think just we were studying, we were trying to study that suit a lot, and just we were like all the matted hair and just mm-hmm. how gross it was. Yeah. Even when he opened his mouth, there was lots of saliva coming off of mm-hmm. his teeth, which you like the teeth a lot, you said. Oh, I love the teeth. They're just so exaggerated, and and when he extends that jaw, you can really see them come out. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know what? <laughs> Watching this movie, I had an idea. Uh-huh. How badass of a movie would it be to have the abominable Sasquatch fighting Edward the Troll from Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have them two go off in a battle? That would be awesome. Someone make that fucking movie now. Right now. now. (laughs) (laughs) As always, you want to talk about the cover art? Absolutely. Well, of course, it's definitely a Drew Struzan. Yeah, they actually were able to get him to do this. Oh, that's cool. And it's got, like, the nice lettering on top, and then it has the, you know, the light in the background with a blue tint. It has the shadow of the um, Bigfoot. And then it has the main actors on front with the policemen, and there's a police cars that are all on the bottom. It's just kind of blended his mm-hmm. style. I love it. It's my favorite. Well, he has, it's almost that, um, you can always tell a Struzan artwork. Now. Yeah. You know, and especially now that, because there's always something with light. Light is mm-hmm. always prevalent in his work. It yeah. always, like, heightens one part of the poster, and it keeps another part in darkness. Uh, like his most classic, The Thing. Oh, How, yeah. like, just, just that light coming out of the hood, mm-hmm. but everything else around that light is very dark. Right. So it keeps things obscure. I like that he does this. Like, he, he gives Squatch a little bit of a color and glint in his eyes, but for the most part, the detail is is left for when you watch him in the movie. Right. Uh, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 
there's not much really I can I can say I can complain about this movie. It to me it, the runtime is perfect. Uh, not once does the movie feel like it drags. It, it, where and especially all the all the points where the movie does take a break, they'll just let actors talk. Mm-hmm. The actors that are talking are either funny or they have something interesting to say. See, I kind of disagree with you there. I okay. think the script is a little messy. Um, it's a little awkward when the girls are talking on the porch. Okay. That that kind of when a group of people are just talking in the movie, it's kind of it's a little weird, especially from I know it's he's like far away. Yeah. He's trying to maybe he's trying to make out what they're trying to say. I Oh, I see what you, maybe it's like a little formulaic. Yeah. Like uh well, this is what girls always talk about. Exactly. Yes. Okay. I could see mm-hmm. what you're saying there. Yeah, cuz one of them is getting married. Mm-hmm. And it's that, you know, it is the cliche, especially since you have the one girl who's never who always wants to stay on her phone and talk to her boyfriend Bart, I think his name is. <laughs> yeah. I I see I can see you. But at the same time, I mean, Ryan Schiffrin's, you know, his idea behind this was to really really uh pay an homage to the classic B movies. Yeah. Which have which all B movies essentially have those tropes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, is anything else really you want to talk about or? Yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed there was like, just, just, I'm just nitpicking here. Yeah. Yeah. But there's one scene when. Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. 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 I can never <laughs> say his name right. But when he was searching in the cave, uh-huh. uh, he was no- noticing all the skeletons. Yeah. And I noticed this, the skull of one of the creatures, which didn't quite match up. Okay. So it didn't have the big teeth. It actually had regular teeth, and it was more ape-like. So I don't know why they went from that direction to... I mean, it um, it, it was also such a quick shot. Maybe it was just... It, it was an available prop that all they had. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe if you wanted to really... If you're a person who really loves this movie and wants to try and give it the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> you could always just be like, well, maybe it was uh, like... It was almost like this Bigfoot's ancestors. Maybe that's it was true. A, a, mm. an earlier form of of Squatchies. Yeah. And that's just an evolved form now because especially at the end when you come to realize when Paul Gleason, the, who's the sheriff, and then some of his deputies, mm-hmm. they hear rumbling in the background and they turn around and you realize there's a whole fucking clan of these things. I know. I know that ending it's, was perfect. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so besides the skull, I do want to talk about another part with Lance in the cave. Yeah. When he found the girl, because... She was in there. Um, oh yeah, the the first girl that got taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was this this like real moment. He like he's it, she startled him, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. You scared me. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to do that." And he was very. I loved that part of the script. I don't know why, but I just do. Well, I mean, it's Lance. At, you know, especially at this point, he's a fucking professional. Yeah. You know, he's he's he knows how to deliver on point. But yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's uh the first girl gets taken. Her um because her last name is. Herdberger. Yeah. That was because <laughs> there's even a moment where uh, Matt McCoy is trying to like, because her cell phone, he's phys- uh, he can physically see her cell phone out onto the road, the uh-huh. pavement. And he's like, he contemplates himself. How can I get to that phone? How can I at least alert the phone? So he goes to whitepages.com mm-hmm. and he's like, what's her last name? What's her last name? And he remembers like all the girls like yelling at, yelling her. at her by her last name. He's like, Herdberger. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, you talked about a, a favorite moment with Lance. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite. It's so small. One of mm-hmm. my favorite moments with Matt McCoy. Okay. And it's when his Christian Tinsley, his uh, nurse assistant, tells him pretty much, no, you're not going to go next door and bother these girls because there's nothing out there. So he's like, well, he's like, I'm going to make us some dinner 
and if she that girl hasn't if Herdberger if he if that girl doesn't return back, then we'll go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna make us some dinner. So he's as he goes to do that, Matt McCoy go, rolls himself because he's in a wheelchair, rolls himself to the front door, opens it, and looks down the flight of stairs, and he realizes the the struggle it would take to get down it. Yeah, and he's just like fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Such a such an honest and simple moment. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think another complaint really for me is I kind of wish, even though Jeffrey Combs is in this, I kind of wish Jeffrey Combs was the main character. Really? Yeah, nothing against Matt McCoy. I think he's, I mean, he's serviceable. He does a great job. I don't know. In, in, in light of what this movie is and what it goes through, I think Combs would have played that part a little bit more sillier a little bit more you know Mm -hmm. there would he would have given a lot more i think i see maybe it could be his age i don't know because unless that's makeup but he seemed pretty old in this one he start or starting to show his age yeah it's 2006 this is so it's 11 years ago already this movie right yeah another complaint is on me like I said earlier, I, I hate myself for not being able to see this movie earlier. <laughs> it's just, I'm glad I, I'm able to see it and own it now, of course. Right. Unfortunately, it's only on DVD. Yeah. I think it's still fairly priced. Uh, I don't know. It is Anchor Bay, right? I believe. Yeah, Anchor Bay. So you, Anchor Bay shit goes out of print easily sometimes. But I think this is still easily accessible. Right. There is no Blu-ray. Uh, there are moments, I think... A Blu-ray would help clear up because it was a little grainy. Mm-hmm. I, like you mentioned that too. Yeah, the the colors kind of blended a little bit when when it would pan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think Blu-ray would clear that up. But at the same time, if someone were to do a Blu-ray transfer, you gotta still keep Sasquatch kind of hidden. Yeah. Because that's the whole. It's like well, as Ryan Sheffern says, it's it's his homage to almost like Jaws and yeah. Alien, where you see bits and pieces of the monster, you don't see it in full until the end. Right. I think that's what really... So if anyone's going to do a Blu-ray transfer, you got to keep Bigfoot hidden until the end still. Yeah. Yeah, I think the highlight for me is when he attacks the house with the girls in it. Like all like, you know, uh, Tiffany Shepis when mm-hmm. she's uh, taking a shower naked. Yeah. <laughs> she gets ripped through the window. Which is an awesome effect. Yeah. You've got the one girl who's trying to just stand still in the top floor and it right. just almost like fucking like a Batman move. He just <laughs> rips up from the from the floor and grabs her down. Right. Oh my god. You see like everybody's interacting with that suit. Yeah. Everybody and, you, and I think again, I don't want to be that person who's like CGI sucks. <laughs> I think CGI is a wonderful tool. Yeah. When used appropriately. Mm-hmm. There's even practical effects that can end up being shit, you know, if yeah. you don't do it right. Um I think Special, like, digital effects should be an accessory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, never use it as a crutch. Use right. it as a tool. Yes. And I I don't know. Like, you can just see how, how fun and interactive everybody was with this suit. Oh, yeah. Because it was actually there. You could touch it and you could be scared of it. It's yeah. It's great interaction. And I find it so amazing that, you know, 2006, this, this still happened. Yeah. You know, where, you know, especially the early 2000s into the mid 2000s, where CGI is becoming more dominant, mm-hmm. especially in movies like this, because it's cheaper and quicker for, you know, I don't even know if it is cheaper. I think maybe to some degree it might even be more expensive, but yeah. I think that might just be major big studio budget things. Right. I think for level movies like this, I think it does end up being cheaper because you look at movies like from The Asylum. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's it. That's all I really have to say about it. It's amazing movie <laughs> I, I love it to death it's 
it's one I mention all the time. It still doesn't get talked about a lot. No, I never hear anything about it. But and it's one of those it's one of those movies where if Bigfoot as as a character and as a monster in movies, if it ever gets brought up in discussion, Abominable is always the first movie I bring up. I'm like, have you seen Abominable? People are like, no. And I'm like, watch it now. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah, I love the story. I love the premise. I love the simplicity behind it. The fucking creature is my god. He'll I think he'll always be in easily in my top twenty five best movie monsters yeah anything else you want to add you're good i'm good so yeah on a scale of yes to no what do you give this i give it a yes a single yes yeah okay i get you there i get you there i won't i won't murder you in your sleep just yet (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's gonna be the show for this week um if you whatever want to get a hold of me and have like have any more questions about the movie maybe if you'd like want to just hold a discussion with the movie if you like it as well and you want to just strike up a conversation you can find me on facebook at brandon m sawkill that's s-a-l-k-i-l and on twitter at b sawkill 1990 um we also have a patreon uh it's check it out if you want it's just there really to help out for any uh additional funds that may go to in case some equipment fails or sometimes just buying the movies themselves to review gets a little costly. So, I mean, that it could go to helping that as well. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, this is Brandon. And this is Shariah. And if you're bored, go get yourself a late night rental. Ooh, maybe it's the Flatwoods Monster. Oh, hey, please, zip it, will you, Dodo? I don't want to hear no more gibberish about no Flatwoods Monster. It's just a joke, Sheriff. Oh, yeah. Real funny, ha ha ha. Monsters are a real hoot. Anyway, you know what to do with this. Log it, write it up, and when the phone lines get back, we'll call the guy. In the meantime, if you don't mind, I'm going to the head. I'm gonna give birth to a monster.